Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast where we cover the A&E series Bates Motel. Today we are going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 3, Persuasion. My name is Sue. And I am. Psycho Killer. fun but yeah this one uh things happened things things and stuff happened (laughs) (laughs) well (coughs) why don't we since we both kind of have things to do later today why don't we just yeah we are get into the feedback we're busy people today all we (laughs) up emily's way busy i'm very busy i'm just getting the camper ready for camping ah you're not going this weekend, though, right? Next weekend. Next weekend. All right, that'll be Easter. Fun. Oh, sure. Yep. That always, always launches the camping season for us is Easter week. So, uh, yep. I haven't even given Easter a thought. <laughs> I just need to get the auction over with and then... Right, then you can relax. Other stuff can fill my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I do a nice discussion today. I'm like preoccupied city and underslept oh well i'll see if i can steer this ship <laughs> <laughs> probably be good because <laughs> i'm i'm bright-eyed and awake <laughs> i did watch the episode three times nice i watched it twice i wanted to get a third in but didn't get a chance yeah well my first time i was watching Twitter too much and so the next morning after I got the kids off to school I just quickly watched it and then I did but I, I just wanted to do like my solid watching where I'm not distracted and just staring at the screen right and then last night I did my one with notes nice anyway so I got to down three times so that's good that's good Right, well, we got quite a bit of feedback today, so we're going to get started on that. Yep. All right, this one comes to us from Becca. Becca has a room? Yeah, Becca is in room number eight. Oh, eight. I was way off. Okay. She says, I'm pretty much have no idea what to think about this episode, so I'll just go with some random thoughts. I like to do random thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was totally seeing some chemistry between Dylan and Emma before Caleb showed up and things got awkward. I saw a little too, but I thought it... I don't know. I saw it as more like Emma being a little camaraderish. Yeah. Because she knew his secret. Right. Does Dylan know that Emma knows? I don't think no, he does. No, right? he does not okay. know. Um, that's why he was... Very unhappy to see her coming. Right. He just didn't... I don't know. 
He's upset about having Caleb around. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Vera and Freddie were spot on with their acting, even more so than usual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Norman had his sassy pants on during the interview with Romero. Boy, did he. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> um, Norma should probably take that professor up on his offer of therapy. Yeah, you know, she tried that in the first season and made her sick. Yep. I don't know if this guy is who she should talk to, but I think he's a little right, though, about getting some therapy, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's right. <laughs> um. I guess there's still a slight possibility that Norman killed the dead girl. Perhaps he picked her up after he let Annika out, but I think it's all misdirection at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you, Becca. Um, the rest is what we've been watching stuff, so we're going to save that for later. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Becca. And you... Actually, you know what? Hmm. Okay, here here's the deal with this week. I've been too busy to watch stuff, so I have only done stuff I've needed to for, like, my podcasting and things. And Sue hasn't watched much either. Nope. So basically when we do Angel, we're not really even doing what we've been watching. So now I'm kind of thinking, this is all non-Angel stuff, so we shouldn't save up for Angel. We should just say it now, right? I thought we would just save it till next week when we do record of what we've been watching. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, Becca, we're going to bookmark this for next week. Yep. There's some good stuff here. Okay. Yep, so, yeah, so we'll read that next time, Becca. Thanks. Next we have a comment card from Anna. And Anna, I believe, is, she is the one, yep, she's in number four. Room number ah, four. yes. Our brave soul. Yeah. <laughs> she says, Hi, Sue and M. Thanks for checking me in. It's been pretty quiet at the motel, except my room is the subject of an investigation for a dead girl. Maybe I should have gone to the bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a little relaxation and stuff for a few days away from room number four while Romero kind of checks it out, let us know. Yep. <clears throat> she says, Here are my thoughts on the episode. Norma got so close to that dead body. I was extremely freaked out. She was maybe an inch away from her face, and I was just sitting there cringing. It literally looked like she was about to kiss her. That's how close she was. Ugh, shudders. <laughs> she did get so close. <laughs> um, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I know. It was so Norma. <laughs> I know. Emma's face in the mirror while getting ready for her date was so adorable, but also sad in a way. I stand by my statement that Cupcake Couple needs to be reunited. <laughs> and she was not getting ready for her date. She was getting ready for work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very odd thing to wear to work. <laughs> it was indeed. That was, I believe, my statement when I saw that on Twitter was Minx. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, and her face was adorable. She just kind of looked, I don't know, almost a little defeated. She right. looked great, so I don't know why she would have. Yeah, but have. she's kind of like, 
shrugged her shoulders and was like, hmm, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Maybe she was wondering, is this work appropriate? And <laughs> Emma, no, it's not. <laughs> then, like, I'm going for it. When Norm. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Um, Anna says, when Norman was talking to Norma, and he said, I think one of us has a problem, and I'm tired of the assumption being it's me, my heart broke. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but this was a really emotional scene for me because I could see not only how oblivious Norman is to his problem, but how scared he is that he could have one. He got so defensive because, as far as he knows, he didn't do anything wrong, but he's scared that he could have. I just wanted to hug the poor kid, which is probably not something I should be saying about a murder, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was very... We we got inside of Norman's head this episode, and I, I I think it's great. Yeah, it was interesting in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the ride. <laughs> she says Norma undoing Norman's belt. Can we discuss this because she was literally undressing him. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so much sketchy business in the Bates household this episode. <laughs> yep. Luckily, it was. Fantasy Norma, if that helps any. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's Norman's fantasy though, so it doesn't really help. <laughs> That's why it doesn't help much. It lets her off the hook a little. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> side note, Max Tyrio was live tweeting last night, and he created the best hashtag of all time, all about that Bates. <laughs> I laughed so hard I was crying. Yep. <laughs> Best quote of the episode, I guess we're all dicks sometimes. Go Norma, I love her sass. <laughs> I love that was such a great comment. Her delivery too. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> she just kinda shrugs. <laughs> Loved it. Um Best tweet of the night. I'd love to direct one of these erectile dysfunction commercials during the Bates Motel commercial breaks. <laughs> Sometimes I truly wonder about Vera Farmiga. I love that woman. <laughs> she tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That's hilarious. It was a good tweet. Uh, she says, this season is shaping up to be so interesting, and I can't wait to see where it ends up. Stay awesome and chill your own ass. Anna, room number four. P.S. Thanks for fixing the window in my room. Having it propped open was creeping me out a little. <laughs> yeah, ro- raccoons could get in. <laughs> I think rac- raccoons are the least of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Anna. Yeah. And you are still checked into room number four. Taking one for the team. <laughs> in that room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so we got um, a message forwarded to us from Janine. Mm-hmm. From Idjitcast. From our, so our friend Paul. Uh, yep, over it accidentally got sent to them. <laughs> and they were kind enough to forward it to us. So we're not quite sure what happened there, Janine, but... Um, I suppose if it happens again, Paul will still forward them to us, whatever's going on there. Right. I noticed, though, when I was listening to our last one, we never said where people can email us. Uh, 
So it's yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Okay. okay. She said, oh, so this is a new, a new listener, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. At least a first time writing in. Right. Um, she says, hello, Em and Sue. I absolutely adore your podcast and listen to all of them laughing along with you two. So probably not too new. <laughs> Just new so... writing in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bates is such a fantastic show, full of creepy moments and hilarity, as you point out so well. I've been wondering, and I'm begging you please, have you watched the show Twin Peaks? The answer to that for both of us is yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a creepy Twin Peaks prequel movie as well. Seen that? I have um, not. You've never seen Firewalk with me? I haven't. Uh-huh. Nope. There's also a book called... Laura Palmer's diary, which when I was watching Ten- Twin Peaks a couple years ago and being all into it, I ordered it from like half.com and it got sent to like a neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Some neighbor I don't know. <laughs> it's as you could probably imagine what Laura Palmer's diary might be. It is crazy <laughs> whacked out stuff. <laughs> I am. I don't know the neighbor, but I think anyway. He brought it over. He's like, I guess <laughs> Rob was home. And he gave it to him. And he was like, uh, this got sent to me on accident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what that guy must think of me. <laughs> I've had just... a similar experience when in my Bonco group. You know, the girls go play Bonko and all the husbands go to someone else's house. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a new thing back then. And all the guys didn't know each other all that well. Most of them did. But I had I was reading Invisible Monsters at the time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I left the book on the kitchen table. And I guess while the, guy, the guys were at our house and one of them picked it up and started, like, skimming it. And when I got home, they all just had this. Cam is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> which part they read, and I think it might be the fletching yes. part. Yes. The felching part. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Anyway, sorry. A little tangent. <sighs> okay. Um, it says, the show will be returning to Showtime in 2016, so a lot of people younger than me, laugh out loud, I was 12 when it aired, OMG, are watching it now on Netflix and anticipating its comeback. Please watch and podcast about each episode. It is a favorite of mine. I watch it over and over, and you two would have an amazing take on it, I'm sure. It is a world of its own. It is so funny and insanely spooky. It's a 90s campy done ever so well. Also, Mark Frost is writing a book to bridge the 25-year gap of all the characters. Ooh, I've never heard that. Oh, nice. Pretty much all are returning. It is so exciting. Please, please, please watch Twin Peaks and the movie Firewalk with me and do a podcast about it. I would love to hear it. Keep it up, girls. You always make my day. Janine C. LaCour. Well, thanks, Janine. That's sweet of you. Very nice. Um, 
Maybe Twin Peaks is something we could do in between. Yeah, even seasons though we've, of we've both watched it, it would be fun to watch together and talk about. <laughs> it would, it would. So especially if it's coming back. Right, it's been a while since I've seen it. Me too. So, you know, I would love to walk about, talk about Cooper. <laughs> no, we love Coop. <laughs> we love Coop. <laughs> So, yeah, we will keep that in mind because we need to come up with something since Bates is only a 10-week, you know, season. Yep. We've got 42 weeks in between. (laughs) 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 And we'll be done with Buffy fairly soon. Yeah, we'll be done probably mid-summer. Yeah, if not not earlier. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll keep that in mind. So, thanks, Janine. Um, Do we check her in? Feedback means check-in, right? Yeah, usually. All right. I'm going to put her dates, though, at all. That's true. All right, Janine, you get a... Next time you need to talk more about Bates. (laughs) 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 You get a room. (laughs) We can... uh... Okay, so since White Pine Bay has been... It's kind of been compared to Twin Peaks. What's is it? Yeah, it's the town of Twin Peaks. It's been compared to Twin Peaks, the show and everything. So, if you do want a room, we will think of a nice uh, atmospheric. We'll dedicate a, one of the rooms in the bed and breakfast to Twin Peaks. We'll come up with a name. Yeah, but maybe just kind of northwestern right. in theme. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Not the Laura Palmer memorial. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I don't know if Norma would be into that. <laughs> right. That's true. Another dead girl. <laughs> but it would have haunted wood in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So our next comic card is from Harold. He says, my comic card from room one. So it is looking like we're all right that Ted... Cha. Cha, or someone from the Arcadium Club killed that woman who was seen floating at the end of the last episode. And probably Annika, too. My question is, how do we feel about this? It is too early to tell, but I am leaning towards not interested. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying, Harold. I, I kind of agree, but... I'm kind of interested. If they... If it's what Emily was talking about, like a dangerous game thing, I'm totally interested. Right. So, but I am kind of interested, but it it is one of those things that might be kind of lame in the end. For some reason, I'm I'm in, and I think okay. a lot of it had to do with the conversation that I just want to call him Ted Shaw, <laughs> but okay. I guess his name's Bob Paris. Right. But we don't hear his name enough for me not to think of him as Ted. Um, that conversation with them in the hunting club or whatever that was, I just thought he was amazing. He was so interesting to me. And yeah, yeah. What I'm thinking I'm not super interested in is this new sheriff, some sort of like <laughs> rivalry with votes and things. I'm like, meh. Yeah, when, when all of a sudden... 
election, Bob mentions an election coming up, I kind of rolled my eyes and went, oh, no, don't let that be a huge plot of this season because I it'll I It'll just – it'll feel like it'll be rehashing, like, Norma being strong-armed into the thing last year, you know what the I mean? The city council thing. Yeah. Right. From influential people of the town. Yeah. We'll see, though. I mean, we'll I, I, I did watch – We'll talk about it in spoilers at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Harold says, my very moment of the episode was her viewing the corpse and craning her neck, wanting to look, but not wanting to look, and how she went from dread to baffled to pleased. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. uh-huh. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I love how she sees the toenail polish. She's like, it's her, it's her. <laughs> I recognize the toenail polish. <laughs> it's like... You saw her in those boots for like five minutes. <laughs> she just wanted it to be her so bad for some reason. I don't know. I don't think she did. I think she was just scared it was. I think just she, scared it was. I'm guessing she and Romero had no inkling it wasn't going to be her. Right. I think right. they were both surprised out of their minds. I think so. Yeah. Um. Harold says, Emma, did you know if you stuff your tiny Volkswagen full of pot plants, you could be pulled over for obstructed vision? <laughs> Some friendly That's advice you from, your, from your, your local lawyer. <laughs> and wearing a scarf won't help. <laughs> My Olivia moment was Emma's deer in the headlights look when she sees Caleb. I'm glad we were seeing more Emma this season. Me too. It was a long, it was a long time in season two before we really saw Emma, huh? Yeah, I just feel like they didn't use her much last season, and they're going to use her a lot this season, because they're going to yeah. kill her. I th- yeah. <laughs> and they want to make it sad. <laughs> and affecting. Yep. It's just the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's true. They didn't really use her that much last season. She was always just upset she wasn't in on all the secrets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, he says it is hard to unpack that bath sequence. Clearly, the sensory deprivation technique does unlock memories for Norman. But was that his mind also trying to get him to drown himself? I only saw it once, but it seemed like the conversation with Dream Norma and the repressed memories were sending a mixed message about who killed Miss Watson. Um, I don't know. I got... I don't know. I haven't read through your notes yet. Uh-huh. But last night I got um, into it and I sat and rewound that thing a million times and wrote down absolutely every scene we see. Oh, okay. So I broke it down as well as I could. Um, cool. So you broke down all the flashes that was going on? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I wanted to, but just didn't have time to do it. Yeah. Okay. Right on. I did. So. Because my notes only mentioned like. We see Miss Watson, and we see Annika always alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. My take on it was that he reimagined Norma killing his father. That's That's what I thought. One of the things I saw, too, was was that Norma, like, hitting someone on the head with something? Yeah, it seemed like the iron thing. I think it it looked like he put Norma in his place. And so maybe maybe I missed it, because the flashes got really fast. And mm-hmm. I didn't have on the one I was watching didn't have like the just push a button for ten seconds back or something, so it was kind of obnoxious. 
And so gotcha. by the end, when the flashes were so fast, I was doing my very best. And there's one knife. You see the knife go across Miss Watson's throat. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Uh... I didn't see it as anyone other than Norman, but from everything else we know about the sequence, I would guess it. I might have missed the fact that it was Norma doing it. Mm. But I don't know. I got a lot of weirdness about all of that, and the I don't know. I've got so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when in the notes, I do put that we see like Norma hitting someone in the head with something, and I put in parentheses Keith Summers. I, you know, I. Hmm. Because I couldn't remember how she killed. Did she, I, I couldn't remember if she had knocked him out with something or not. Norman did while he's raping her when he first walks in. <sighs> That's right. And then she kills the crap out of him with the knife. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Harold says, he goes on, what I didn't like, the psych professor's bad family history monologue. <laughs> he would walk up to someone in a parking lot and say things like that. It was not natural and felt like it only put it was only put in there because they needed a way to have Norman talk to him in the next episode. And how can he tell all that from a quick look at her? It reminded me of how Dr. Grant pronounced Fromf notices Kimmy Schmidt's lack of a tan and strong scream lines. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation, Sue. <laughs> Sweet. You watched the Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that is one thing I did. I did finish that series. Well, thanks, Harold. Yep, thank you. Our current Room 1 resident. All right. All right, we have another new listener. This uh, this is Matt Asendorf from the Hoobolcast. That's the Deadwood podcast. Um, he's been on our Facebook page a little bit, but he says, Greetings, yes, Mother Podcast. I've never sent in feedback before, so brace yourselves for a lengthy one. The crazy people on the show desperately need my help. (laughs) 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 Okay. He's broken them down into numerical breakings. Okay. One. My first note is morgue acting, because Norma's expressions when examining the body are hilarious. First, she didn't even need to see the woman's face because toy nail polish. <laughs> then she got right up in the corpse's face. She's bonkers. I love her so much. <laughs> um, two, Norma said to Norman that she'd probably be the only person her age at the community college taking intro to business, or whatever it was called. But she thought the bearded gentleman asking for his usual seat next to the whiteboard was another student. Come on, Norma. <laughs> A lot of my notes end in, come on, Norma. (laughs) (laughs) I love the reveal that she was at the wrong class. I have a vague memory of going to the wrong class at university and being too embarrassed to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave. (laughs) I think I've done that. (laughs) I don't think I could just stay in the whole class and be too embarrassed to leave. (laughs) I'd be like, nope. (laughs) I'm out. But I don't ever I don't have any rememberings of doing that. Okay, three. I was nearly certain that was Norman getting all dolled up. But it was Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ready for that. <laughs> I thought it was Annika. Yeah, I did too. 
Yeah. Yeah, it surprised me when I saw Emma. Yeah. Or I think I think I thought Annika. I'm like she's alive, and then I thought, or she's another one of the girls, and we're gonna like see her tied up somewhere or something. Yeah. Right. Um. Emma looking smoking hot. Then later she drives her little car stuffed with pot plants like a regular Nancy Botwin. I don't understand that reference, do you? No, the name looks familiar. I don't know who. I can't think of who that is. I'll Google it while you read. Some sort of uh, pot smuggler, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> maybe from a show we haven't seen. Oh, it's... um. Weeds? Yeah. Okay. I wish Emma and Dylan would hurry up and have sex already. Oh, so we have another Emma Dylan train. Wow. There was a certain chemistry there. I yeah, just, but... I wasn't sure it was sexual. No, I saw it as, like, good friends, brother-sister type. I don't know. I didn't... Mm-hmm. I didn't read any, like, sexual romance chemistry. I didn't either. But I did sense a interesting chemistry. Yeah. I'd be okay if they got together, but... Yeah, I don't have any real problems. Okay, four. Why is Caleb still around? I thought the plan was to get the parts for his vehicle and get him the blip. Is that the word I'm supposed to use? (laughs) Out of (laughs) town. It's bip. (laughs) B-I-P. We've had to do this for Harold's first attempt also. I think he said blip as well. So you're not alone. And I don't know why it sounds so much like we say blip. Anyway. Because bit's not a word. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mentioned on Facebook, I have a solution to the Dylan problem. Dylan is a great character, but he's stuck in lousy plots. First the awful drug plot, now the gross Caleb plot. So here is what I propose we do with Dylan. All right, we've been waiting for this. Romero becomes the father figure for Dylan, and Dylan enrolls at the White Pines Bay Police Academy. He graduates faster and with higher marks than any of his fellow cadets because he's awesome and becomes the rookie cop on the beat shaking things up. As a member of law enforcement, this puts him at odds with Norma and Norman's wacky shenanigans. In the final season, after Norman has done some real naughty things, it's up to Dylan to investigate his brother. I'm sure Norman will murder Dylan at this point. I'm honestly surprised this hasn't happened already. I predicted that back in season one. But I'd really love to have Dylan be the one to arrest Norman and put him away. Then he marries Emma, and they live in his pot farm, getting baked and having awesome sex. Make this happen, Carlton Cuse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Your fantasy, for one, totally ignores Psycho and where it's going. So it's a nice fantasy, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. Well, Norman They've does... They've said they're not ending it exactly the way Psycho picks up, so... I know, but Norman will not get arrested, because the whole thing about Norman is that he's left to his devices, and the town kind of trusts him before mm-hmm. it all goes down later. So I don't think we will ever see him get arrested. I like the idea of Dylan becoming a cop, though. I do, too. I do. I am I like, in on yeah, this. I'm totally in on Dylan becoming a cop, because I would think the best cop, the people who would make the best cops are people who kind of have a little bit of a shady history. They're, they'd be smarter. They'd be able to think like, you know. 
Yeah, and we loved Romero and Dylan together last season at the end of, you know, that last we episode. We did. And we know that Dylan, deep down, he's always proven he's a good guy, you know? Exactly. He's, and he would make, I like the idea of him becoming a cop. I'm in. Yeah. I don't think he'd turn like, as far as him getting at odds with Norman, Norman's wacky shenanigans, it would be a little less than Romero, I would guess. Because, I don't know, I just don't see him being like, that is against the law. <laughs> to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, who knows? Maybe that's how Romero started. Maybe he was in on the pot stuff and then became the sheriff. I don't know. We don't know anything about his backstory. Okay, so we would support your theory. If it happens on the show, we would enjoy that. Yes. It's it's a nice little theory. And I I would really like to see some Dylan and Romero action again. They make a good team. And, you know, the first episode... <clears throat> There was some talks together, so mm-hmm. that's got to be not for nothing. Right. right. Something's going to brew out of that. Okay, five. Norman, you deny you've done bad things and you desperately want to be normal. Here are some tips. Stop with the taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hobby for serial killers. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Play video games and watch TV like other teenagers. You will also instantly be at least 20% less creepy if you called Norma mom and not mother. Yes. <laughs> Dylan tried to give him that lecture in season one. Yep. <laughs> it did not take at all. But if you started calling her mom, we'd have to change our name of our podcast. That's right. Yes, mom just doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lastly, when Buffy said homeschooling wasn't just for scary religious people anymore, she hadn't met you, Norman. <laughs> Copy around other teenagers. Staying at that motel 24-7 is not healthy. You should also not murder people. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't think of it that way. I love that he is homeschooling. Because, so, you know, when we see him in his 30s, running the hotel it seems like he probably never leaves that place and this is just a nice like precursor <laughs> just <laughs> getting out of school now i just homeschool and i'm just right hotel and mom hotel and mom oh, that's it <laughs> oh i instantly thought that i was like oh that is just gonna make him even weirder because now it's all mom you know uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> um six when she said she was working a party, I didn't think she was a magician. I take it all back, Norman. You're amazing. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> oh, that scene. Okay, seven. I love the psych instructor's apology about resorting to passive aggression. Adorable because when it comes to passive aggressive behavior, you're a rank amateur compared to Norma Bates, a.k.a. my hero. <laughs> She's like, I will Bitch you out and eat you for breakfast. I know. Passive aggression. <laughs> uh, loving the season so far. All the best, Matt. From the Arizona Territory. <laughs> when I write into Hooplecast, I say from the Utah Territories because it's 
back in the 1800s. <laughs> right. <laughs> where you tell us for. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks, Matt. I liked I liked your theories. I um and since you sent in feedback plus have been pretty active on the Facebook group, I am yeah. Matt needs a room. Yep. I checked him into the Pistol River Pocket Gopher room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one's heavy on the uh That's heavy on the taxidermy. taxidermy. All yeah. right. I'm thinking Matt's not a taxidermy guy. All right, Matt. Cuz that's a hobby for serial killers. I'm going to move you. You're going into the chill your own ass room. Uh, I think Matt would like that. Okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, join the misadventures of <laughs> Iggy and Legata. Iggy, Iggy and Legata. <laughs> it's shenanigans over there. It is. <laughs> okay. Legata. <laughs> Cat's got we a new nickname. <laughs> All right. So next we have a comment card from Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth is a big Buffy fan and has actually guest hosted with us twice now. Yeah, twice. Yes. If you are a listener of our Sue Watches Buffy stuff, you will know Elizabeth Smith. If you're not, you don't. Yep. <laughs> but you may start. Yep. Um, the subject of her email is Norma is my true love. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She says, Dear Sue and M, thank you, Emily, for forcing Sue to watch Buffy so that I could listen to your podcast and finally try Bates Motel. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> this show had never picked my interest, possibly because I didn't know what to make of it. And I'm ashamed to admit that I never warmed up to Vera Farmiga in Up in the Air and whatever else I had seen her in. But I was so, so wrong. This show is so entertaining and fun to watch, and Norma is literally, and I don't use the word liter- literally lightly, the best character on TV right now. Her random hissy fits, her rain hair cover, her long, long hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I haven't had a chance to listen to many of your past episodes other than season three, but is there an overly long hug watch? Please tell me there's an overly long hug watch. <laughs> there's not. Are, they, are there enough of them? There's been a few. There's been a few. Yeah. But yeah, We've we have probably talked about them all. I'm sure I know we talk about them every time it happens. But we don't have an overly long hug watch as such. Right. Maybe we could start it. Perhaps so. Uh, she says, all the other characters are great. Freddie Highmore is suitably creepy as Norman, although he is so awkward that it can be hard to watch. Plus the terrible, terrible kissing. <laughs> Norman is Xander to my Dracula. He is strange and off-putting. <laughs> you are strange and off-putting. Go now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or no, not leave us. <clears throat> That's the other scene. It's go now. <laughs> uh, she says I haven't had a chance to watch episode three yet because I have to wait for it to come out on the Comcast app, so I won't go into any embarrassing speculation that will be widely off-base. I believe through all of episode two that Norman did not kill Annika for the sole reason that the writers couldn't have him killing so many people so soon. But I will find out as soon as Comcast lets me. Um, okay, so Elizabeth, 
A&E has an app, and they also just have a website, website, and they post the episode online day after, morning after. Uh, usually they post it right around midnight. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Midnight, my time, Utah time. So that would, well, it might they might wait for 11 California time, but yeah, you you can definitely watch it earlier if you go to A&E, and yeah. they have an app that's great, and they also have just the website. Yep, that's how I watch it. So, um, she says I plan to send in more feedback throughout this season. Hopefully, I can watch. A, I can find a way to watch the episodes before you record. Well, we just told you how. <laughs> just in case it ever comes up, there's no effing way that I'm staying in any room at the Bates Motel or even the creepier bed and breakfast. <laughs> I will be across town at the Arcadium Club, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, okay, I was gonna check you into a room, but. You can stay at the Arcanum Club. You can be our eyes over there. <laughs> she put a little dancer of like, like a little emoticon of like a little flamenco dancer. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? I, it just looks like an empty square to me. I guess I don't have the oh. flash drive or whatever that plays that. Um, yeah, that's a little dancer funny. lady. <laughs> well, it says a lot about you, Elizabeth, that you'd yep. rather be at the Arcanum Club. <laughs> Just don't give us a full report on all that you do over there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it appropriate. Um, but if you find yourself that you want to move, there's a room for you. Just let us know. Um, and you can join the shenanigans with Iggy and Legata. <laughs> she, she says, P.S. At work today, I was looking at a document and a name immediately caught my eye. Ra Oof. Made me so happy. <laughs> Rauf. Rauf. There's, it's an actual name. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We got a quick note from Iggy. She says, hi, Sue and Emily. Unfortunately, I was unable to watch the show and will not have a comment card for this week's episode in time for your podcast. I'm sorry. Hope the week is good, and I look forward to hearing the podcast for this week's episode. Now off to plan my misadventure with Legata, a.k.a. Cat, and our new B&B guests. Sayonara. Hashtag happy head hunting. Hashtag it's not weird. Iggy. Residential B&B guest. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for the quick note, Iggy. I learned from Twitter that she was at school during the airing of the show. and mm. Perhaps her laptop's having troubles again. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe she's just busy. Maybe she's out with Legata. <laughs> she and Legata, because Legata didn't send in anything. She didn't send in anything either. <laughs> so. <laughs> if you're not on Facebook, they uh, they go peeping in windows. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, the B&B was supposed to be relaxing, but they're all like, up to no good. <laughs> Well, thanks, everyone, for the feedback. That was a lot of fun. Yep. We always love getting the feedback. We've got some fun listeners. We do. Definitely. So, all right. Well, should we get into the season Let's or do the it. episode proper? Yep. All right. So, all right. So, the... Episode opens with Norma walking down a hallway. She goes through a door, and we see Romero and a body on a gurney. 
Norma is there to identify if the body is Annika. Norma thinks it is because of the toenail polish. (laughs) (laughs) They pull the sheet off the face, and Norma looks, then looks really close and says it isn't her. Yeah, that was funny. It was. It was great. How close. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Her inspection face was just amazing. Yeah, it was great, because it's like um, Harold said, you know, she went from, like, like, knowing it was her to, like, wait, is that not her? You know, like, from oh. surprise to dread to, you know. To please. To please. <laughs> it was great. I just love how she just had to get closer. Like, I don't think it's her. It's <laughs> It was awesome. Okay, and next, Norman is pacing in front of the stairs to the house. Norma pulls up, and he asks what happened. Norma says she threw up on herself on the drive home and that it wasn't her. <laughs> I was looking for her throw up on her, too, and I didn't see any. <laughs> I didn't see any. There wasn't a spot, because I looked very close, too, all three times. <laughs> I wish there was. <laughs> I just like it that he's... That's what she says happens. I throw up on myself. Like that's what he means. Because <laughs> the first time I missed it, because I don't think I was looking at the screen, and so I thought she he must have looked at like a spot on her shirt and said, "What happened?" <laughs> right. <laughs> he was obviously nervous because he knew where she was, and he was just pacing, waiting for her to get back. And then, as an afterthought, it wasn't her. <laughs> Norman follows her up the stairs asking a bunch of questions about this girl and reminds her that Annika is still missing. Norma says she is sick and exhausted of talking about it. It's not their problem and she's starting school that day and she just wants to feel normal. Then the opening sequence. Yep. So next uh, Norma pulls up to the school and asks a girl in the parking lot where business marketing 101 is. (laughs) (laughs) Asks a random (laughs) passerfire. Norma walks into a classroom and sits down. A man walks in and tells Norma she is sitting in his seat. She tells him there is a stack of chairs and to grab one. (laughs) He seems put out, but does it. Then he introduces himself to the class and welcomes them to Psych 101. He's the professor. Norma realizes she's in the wrong class and gets up to leave. The professor calls her out on leaving, and he asks if she is sure psychology isn't a good idea. That was... Very insensitive and presumptuous of him, first of all. Sure. Just because she was annoyed at him. Yeah. I mean, Matt has a good point, though. It's like she was afraid of being an, the old one in the class, and then he looks about her age. And she uh-huh. thinks that he's a student. <laughs> <laughs> but him calling her out on it is that was pretty lame of him. I mean, asking in front of everybody if she's sure psychology isn't a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, so who is this actor? I have no idea. I was supposed to look him up and I forgot. I, He doesn't look familiar to me. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he was another guest star that everyone's excited about. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, then next we see a woman getting dressed. We can't see her face, but she is putting on a nice lace dress and jewelry, and then we see it's Emma. Then we see Norman watching a tow truck take Annika's car. Emma walks up in her sexy outfit. Norman says she looks good, and she says she gets bored of wearing her usual clothes. So, I don't know, just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> A little. 
she just seems to be really wanting to ramp things up with Norman. That's all oh, I can yeah. think of. Totally. Yeah, because, I mean, she, since they've started dating, I mean, she's been the one that's mentioned sex. She's been the one trying to hold his hand. And I yeah. don't know. I think she's just trying to get a reaction out of him. Yep. I think, so she's had a crush on him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he finally suggests they date, and I think she had different ideas on how this would happen. <laughs> As and anyone would. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think it's not quite lived up to what she's thought, and so she's just getting a little more ramped up and ramped up about <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever. That's my take. He did say she looked nice. <laughs> she did. He did, indeed. <laughs> he noticed. He noticed, Emma, you did it. <laughs> um, so next we see Romero pull up to the Arcanum Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did it. <laughs> he sits down inside, and the guy that was sitting on the throne in last episode greets him. Romero calls him Bob. Romero tells him a girl was found dead floating in the tidal flats and asks if... Any of Bob's girls were missing. Bob asks if he had a good time at the party. Totally ignores his question. <laughs> Romero says he talked to the people he needed to. Bob says, what's worse, having a sex party or letting the town get involved in drug wars and the DEA showing up and burning down the town's source of commerce? Bob reminds Romero that there's an election coming up. Romero says if he thinks he is just going to walk away from this crime because of what happened the last couple of months, he's wrong. He doesn't get a free pass. Bob tells Romero to enjoy his drink and he leaves. So he said it. He says it's on the house. So he owns that lodge. I don't know. It looked like a little private club kind of a thing, right? Right, right. Like a lodge. And I don't know if that actually is the Arcanum Club. It, I just named it that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can tell that these two don't like each other. <laughs> Yes, and I loved it. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I don't know if it's just because I like the actor. I think. I thought he was great. I loved his mannerisms and his delivery. I just adored it. I thought, this is going to be so fun. Yeah, no, I I liked him too. I, I think... These two together are going to be a blast. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> And I uh, would like to say, to be fair, that the tie wasn't great with that shirt and suit. <laughs> he had a point. <laughs> I didn't really notice. It, yeah. yeah. It could have been a, it was a fine tie. It just, it was not good with the, the ensemble. So. Gotcha. He had a bit of a point knocking Romero's tie. <laughs> Yeah, and I I just like how Romero just holds his own. He's just not going to be intimidated by these guys, you know. I mean, Bob, yeah. Bob mentions the upcoming election, kind of puts it on Romero how he single handedly like ruined the town's source of income, and Romero's like, "You're not going to walk away from this crime." <laughs> I mean, he's, <laughs> he just doesn't care, <laughs> you know. Right. No, I don't want to say anything for spoilers, but Sue and I know a little bit. 
about their relationship and they do have some sort of a past relationship so they know each other mm-hmm. in some fashion right. and you can kind of see it that there's some sort of rivalry going on right right so i think this is going to be an interesting relationship yeah i'm i'm really excited and romero's just at his best when he doesn't like the person he's dealing with yes <laughs> He's got some great moments in in past episodes like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next we have Caleb, Dylan, and Gunner working on the barn. Caleb talks to Dylan about what kind of wood he is using for the roof. Dylan tells him pine. Caleb says cedar is better. It's more expensive, but better. And he offers to buy it for Dylan. Dylan says no. Caleb says he still has money from the sale of his mom's house, but Dylan still refuses. He's so smart to refuse, because I could just see Caleb paying for it and then, like, slamming it back in his face like Norma did with the laundry. (laughs) Absolutely. That's right. I've done your laundry. (laughs) Romero's like, I didn't ask you to. (laughs) He was, like, upset at her for doing it in the first place, and then she throws it back in his face later. (laughs) That was such a great brilliant Norma moment. <laughs> oh, I need to rewatch season two. You do. It's uh, so fun. Yeah, so, no, Dylan is very, Dylan is a smart guy. He he just knows, you know. Yeah, I, I could just see it being a horrible thing to do was to let Caleb pay for that, and he has now, so. Yep. So yeah. this next one is UM, and sorry, it's really long but I just couldn't find a way to break it into it's yep, just I got a it. really long scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we are at the Bates house and the doorbell rings. Norma answers and it's Romero. He wants to ask Norman some questions about the girl in the morgue in case there is a connection between her and Annika. Norma says, there isn't. Romero says, you and I just didn't meet Norma. <laughs> and he reminds her she is the one that told him Monica was last seen with Norman. Norman comes up to see what's going on. Romero tells him about the girl that was found and asks if he can ask him some questions. Norman says, of course, and invites him in. Norma follows them into the living room, and Norman tells her to go back to making dinner because Romero needs to talk to him, not her. She leaves. Not very happily. No. Because it was pretty uh, uh, misogynistic, <laughs> the way he did it. Oh, yeah. He was like, go back to the kitchen, woman. <laughs> <Make> clear, <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, Norman sits back on the couch and asks Romero what he wants to know. The camera moves to Norman in the kitchen mashing potatoes and then moves back to Norman and Romero. Did you see? <laughs> There's like a half-used... You could see her, like, bag of potatoes were still on the counter and everything. No, I didn't. Just notice that detail. <laughs> I was like, she was really mashing those potatoes with yes. <laughs> Ooh, she's pissed at him. Pissed uh, and nervous, I, you know. She oh, yeah. She just does not trust Norman to handle himself in these situations, which you kind of don't blame her, but she needs to back off. <laughs> yeah, she's just a... Nervous mother and big ball of nervousness. <laughs> and she she kind of has right to be. She, I know that's the thing. <laughs> um, Romero asks if Annika told Norman she was a prostitute. Norman says not explicitly, but 
When she said she was there to work at a party, he didn't think she was a magician. <laughs> Romero asked why she would have told him she was a prostitute. Norman says he opened up to her, so maybe she opened up to him. He says maybe she was lonely. Romero says women seem to trust him and points out Blair Watson trusted him. Norman says he likes women, maybe because he is so close to his mother. Norman says he dropped Annika off at a bar where she was going to meet a friend, and he drove her car home because she was going to be indulging. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> She was going to imbibe some alcoholic <laughs> beverage. <laughs> uh, Romero asks if he saw the friend she was supposed to meet, and Norman says no. Romero shows him a picture of the dead girl and asks if Norman has ever seen her, and Norman says he doesn't recognize her. Norma walks in and asks... Romero, if he has interrogated all the weirdos in town, because they might know more than we do. I love that. <laughs> Norman says there is there is no we in this mother. He is asking me questions. Romero asks if Annika mentioned the Arcanum. Arcanum. <laughs> Dang it. Arcanum Club or Bob Harris. It's Paris. Norman says no, and Romero leaves. Norma gets mad at Norman and asks how he can treat her like that in front of someone. Norman says to stop it, he knows what she is doing, and he starts walking up the stairs. Boy, they've had a lot of interesting conversations on those stairs. Yes, they have. <laughs> Norma asks what she is doing, and Norman asks her why she told Romero that Annika was last seen with him. She tries to deny it, but Norman says he heard her and Romero talking. Norma says she doesn't know why she said it. It just came out. He asks her why she went to the party that night. Was it because she was looking for Annika and ran into Romero and had to tell him what she was worried about? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> you nailed it, Norman. <laughs> he says that is the point of everything, that she is worried about it. Norman no Norma tells him to stop it. He tells her she should stop telling lies about him. He says he wasn't the last person seen with Annika. He dropped her off to meet a friend. He says one of them has a problem, and he is tired of the assumption that it is him, and he goes upstairs. Yes. Very interesting scene. Norman, I just love how like relaxed he was around Romero. Yeah, what was up with that? I think I think he was relaxed because he knows he didn't do anything. Right? Yeah, but it's almost like he also felt like he was kind of an adult. I don't know. Yeah. The cockiness was interesting. It, there was a little bit of cockiness in it. But he was pretty straightforward. I mean, his little magician comment was awesome. <laughs> Um, I don't know. He just seemed so calm and not nervous at all. And I think that just shows the difference between Norman getting interrogated about the Blair Watson thing, where he was always kind of like shifty and nervous because he had a blackout and doesn't remember the Miss Watson night, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he seems to have like no blank spots in his night driving Annika, you know? Yeah, and I think he's really looking to that now. I, he's got to be, you know. 
he's probably looking for those blackout moments now and getting worried when he has them. Right. You know, jumping ahead to the end when he's so mad. He's just so mad up in his bedroom and he says, I remember every second of that night. So I think he's just, yeah, he's just confident. He's confident that he didn't do anything wrong and it's Norma that's thinking he did. You know, she's the one putting it in his head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's why he's so angry at her. And I don't blame him, you know. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But, but yeah, I thought this was a really cool scene. I liked it. Yeah, I didn't get as emotional as, was it Anna? Anna? One of our readers said it made them very emotional. Maybe it was Becca. Mm -hmm. Um, Just... I don't know, but I can kind of see your point that. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. Norma has a right to be worried. I mean, well, sure. There's a girl missing. There's another girl dead, and his her son was with the missing girl at one point. You know, and because of his past with Blair Watson, I mean, of course she has. She she does she's like not doing anything wrong, but she kind of is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's stuff you can't blame her for doing. Right, right. But how frustrating for Norman to like like he says to Emma, just twenty four hours a day being constantly accused and you know suspecting right. that you're the one that did something wrong. That's gonna make you go crazy. You know, I don't know. It's I like at what's this, going on <laughs> at this point. Um, there's a piece missing to the viewing audience that we still can't connect yet. And that is like Norman's what is really going on in his head when he's lucid Mm -hmm. about stuff that goes on when he's not lucid. I mean, is he thinking, you know, again, we know years later, when he sees a murder, that his mother did it. Right. And we know that that's starting because she confessed it to him during his polygraph. He talked to her this episode in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What we don't know is how much he remembers of that at this point. Right. Those conversations with his mom, or if it's just subconscious still, which it has to be the way he treats Norma. Right. It has to be subconscious still. Because I wonder that too. Like, how aware is he that this is going on in his head? I'm guessing the point when he actually kills her is going to be the point where they really break off, and that when he has conversations with her, it's going to really be a separate person, and he'll remember it all. Right. You know what I mean? Right now, he's still. It's still kind of a budding sickness. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's still happening it's just it's very interesting and we don't have all the info yet it's just hard to speculate what's actually going on psychologically it is but i I think the writers i i trust carlton and carrie to you know um dive into this and and show it happening because they have already i think it's just yeah, I think we're I, gonna see the progression and go on yeah, the ride I with them. I think they have it planned out, and I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be really interesting to watch. I think so too. 
So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch this progression and see what he's aware of and what he's not aware of. And ooh, I'm excited. Um, should we move on? Or yeah, okay, let's move on. So next, Emma is in the office, and a girl walks in and says she has a delivery for Dylan. Emma says he isn't there and asks if she can give directions to where Dylan is. The girl says no. <laughs> and Emma goes to her delivery van, and it's a bunch of marijuana plants. Emma drives them up to Dylan's cabin, listening to the specials again. There must be one of the writers or something <laughs> loves the specials. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Emma and Gunnar see each other and say hi. Emma and Dylan make small talk, and Caleb walks up and introduces himself. Dylan tells Emma Caleb is his uncle. Dylan says Caleb is in town to help build the barn. Emma asks how long Caleb is staying, and if Norma knows. Dylan asks her not to say anything to Norma or Norman about it, and she says she won't. But she probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's not a good secret keeper. <laughs> but, um... I like that Emma knows that Caleb's around, though. Yeah, that's an interesting little mm, nugget. <laughs> I think so. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> Dylan just seemed, like, so embarrassed that Emma was pulling up with all of his pot plants. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I love how she steps out, and she's got, like, on a Jackie O scarf and sunglasses. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're... Anyone driving by would just see pop plants all over her car. Oh, oh, I know. And she disguises herself. Okay. <laughs> the smart thing, little motel runner, is to take a one of the old, I guess Norman bought new ones, an old comforter <laughs> right. from the hotel and maybe put a blanket over all of the pop plants while you drive through town. <laughs> or maybe... Have the delivery girl put him in one of the empty rooms and call yes. Dylan. <laughs> that would have been much easier. <laughs> I'm sure there's some vacancies. I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, uh, so next we see Norma walk out of the community college. The psych professor. Oh wait, I've got, I've got one more thing. Oh okay. Gunner. Couldn't even be bothered to get off the ladder. Jeez, <laughs> Gunner, love them and leave them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I expect anything to go on with them anymore, and I think Emma certainly doesn't because now she's got Norman. <laughs> but good grief. Yeah, you would have thought that he would at least come down and talk to her for a minute or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I would suspect that Emma was probably kind of glad that he didn't. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting yeah. at. <laughs> so, yep. Um, okay, so next we see Norma walk out of the community college, and the psych professor walks up to her and apologizes for being a dick. Norma says, we can all be dicks sometimes. <laughs> he follows her and says, she didn't deserve that. She says it is nice of him to say that. He keeps talking and tells her... He has a theory about people with crappy upbringings. He says he can see it in their face. He says she should talk to somebody and says to give him a call if she ever wants to talk and gives her his card and walks away. Norma tosses the card, gets in her car, then gets back out and grabs the card. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't like this psychology professor. Yeah, I don't have as big of an aversion as you and 
Harold, but Mm -hmm. definitely think he was a little out of line. Whether he was pushy, and she said that, and he agreed she was, but it just seems like if you are really good and you can, like, nab people that quickly that have bad upbringings, to maybe not play all your cards like that and admit it, because those people are pretty self-conscious about it and hidden about it, so maybe... They're going to open up to you a little better if you aren't quite as pushy. I, yeah, that's, I, I just don't like his style at all. I don't like the way he approached her. I don't like that he was, I mean, he's right, but it's very presumptuous to, Mm -hmm. to talk to someone like that. You know, you can't, you can't just pick someone out like that by a look on their face. Come on, you know? Well, obviously he can. He did. I mean, he, he ends up being so right fast. with her, but uh, I don't know. He just, yeah. I don't like people like him. <laughs> no. I loved, though, that he's like, are you okay? And her little, yeah, I am. And she had this cute little giggle. <laughs> it was so It was kind of cute. Funny. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's, it's no big deal, but thank you for apologizing. That's actually very nice of you. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. There's a guy I work with that sometimes he walks by me and he's like, smile. And oh, I, I just want to punch him in the face sometimes, you know? I'll smile when I want to. I well, especially someone I don't know very well. Um, we work in completely different departments. But, like, my first day back to work after mom died... I'm sitting at my desk, and he walks by, and he goes, smile, it can't be that bad. And I just wanted to, like, punch him and say, you know what? It can be. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it is that bad. (laughs) My mom died, like, ten days ago. Don't tell me to smile, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I hate him. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) And I just think of this psych professor like him. (laughs) I see. I don't even know his name. Um... Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, we see Romero in his office talking to one of his deputies about the dead girl. They have identified her as Lindsay Davis. She is a high-end call girl. She's been coming to White Pine Bay one weekend a month for 11 months. Then a guy walks in and introduces himself as Marcus Young. He is running for sheriff. He says he thought it would be nice for them to meet. Romero says, why would that be nice? <laughs> Marcus says he moved there recently but he's been coming to white pine bay a lot since he was a kid with his dad so he's familiar with the town romero says he is sure his dad and his friends want him to run for sheriff romero tells him he isn't going anywhere and he is going to remain sheriff romero tells marcus he is glad he got to see his office but this is the last time he'll ever see it marcus young is an arrogant condescending douchebag Holy crap. Totally condescending. And I think he's just that way because he obviously, his dad must be probably part of the Sarcanum Club. Exactly. He must have grown up very rich. Yep. And self-entitled. Yep. And so all the bigwigs in the town are probably backing him for sheriff. Which is scary. Yep. They got a, it might have been different bigwigs. I don't know. Maybe we will be seen. Oh, what are their names? Fred? No, George. (laughs) 
George. Oh, oh. Um, and his Christine. sister. Christine. Christine. Maybe we will be. Maybe they're Maybe. part of that. I don't know. Maybe they are. You know. So I, I think he's just one of those, like, he's got that kind of backing, so he's just, that's giving him his confidence. Right. And he's just cocky as hell and just goes in there like i'm just going to see my office i know and he's even like reprimands he's like you your people i would just show them my id and they let me write it you know like already like you're a bad sheriff (laughs) like what are they supposed it's a small town what are they supposed to do i know (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean he's in law enforcement in another state missouri i think he said right so he is a sheriff he has been a sheriff, so he at least has some... Right. Creds. You know, creds. But I like it because I think, yeah, I can kind of see where this is all going to go. I think these higher-ups are the people who are killing people, and Romero's going to be able to prove it, and he'll become sheriff. Sweet. Prediction. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this guy's a douchebag, and I hope he doesn't have a big part. I hope, I don't know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next, Dylan pulls up to the cabin, and Caleb is playing smoke on the water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really, really badly. <laughs> One of the song that everyone can play on the guitar. <laughs> right. And he doesn't I think I learned it when I was like four. And, but Caleb just does it really bad. I love it. it. It reminded, didn't our brother Dave like just play that for hours endlessly in his room? Oh, yes. Walk by downstairs. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it gave me flashbacks. At least Dave moved on and learned other songs. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan sees a big pile of lumber and gets mad at Caleb. He says it is his farm and he would have figured out a way to pay for it. Caleb says to just let it be and offers Dylan a beer. I was so disappointed in Dylan for just sitting down and taking the beer. I know. I kind of What is his too. deal? I don't know. Dylan needs to step it up a little to bit. Step it up and just say get out of here, you know. I don't yeah, know. I'm just waiting for Dylan to just I think there's going to be a big blow up. Yes. <laughs> you know. I, I, he probably is pretty useless on building barns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to use Caleb for this, but uh, I'm, I'm getting more on your board that just get Caleb out of your life. Now he is up to no good and he's going to yep. really leech himself onto you. I'm not, I'm still not sure about, I still think it's a little more emotional than totally take you for all you got and leave. I still see that there's actual emotion there, mm-hmm. but it's not good either. Whichever one it is, it's going to be one of them and it's not going to be good. Nope. I'd like to see Dylan kick that guy's ass right out of town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or let Norman kill him or something. <laughs> I I think getting Caleb out of town is going to involve Norma and Norman. They're going to find out. They're going to find out that Caleb's in town. Right. No way. Emma's going to accidentally say something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting that 
she had now when we watch back at the last episode when she's like, I don't tell your mom everything, you know, kind of a thing. It's like Mm -hmm. we're setting her up to be like, she's going to say something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think she is. (laughs) And Norma's going to be so pissed. Oh, man. All right. So uh, next we see Emma and Norman in the office. Emma asks if he wants to talk. Norman says he doesn't think his mother trusts him. He says she wants to micromanage him. He says he feels outside of her like he can never do anything right. Emma says Norma can be controlling and demanding. Norman says she thinks there is something wrong with him, that he is bad. Emma says he isn't bad. Norman says he doesn't know. Norman says if someone is looking, is always looking at you like you've done something wrong and always treating you like you've done something wrong, then you begin to think you've done something wrong. Emma tells him to calm down. He says... No one has been accusing her 24 hours a day. It's enough to drive you mad and make you think you did it. Emma says, did what? Norman says he can't explain it. He's done talking, and he walks out of the office. Emma follows him and tells him he needs to stop it and calm down. Norman says, I can't stop it. It's her, and goes up to the house. Oh, so... (laughs) (laughs) When he says he can't stop it, it's her... Is he meaning the her in his head? I don't know. I think, I don't know, when when we see Norma with Norman, you know, fake Norma, mm-hmm. head Norma, we could say. Right. She's always just very sweet and... Right. You know, she, On his side to help him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, she's a total shrew. Right. But... You know, so far in this, she's she's comforting and calming. Mm-hmm. But it's just it, it just it goes to tell me that there's just progression happening and it's forming and it's changing. I don't know. It's interesting. She's so in his head, consciously and unconsciously. It's amazing. Right. So when he's saying. You, you know, you don't, when someone's constantly, like, accusing you and treating you like you've done something wrong. 24-7, I don't think Norma's doing that. She's going to school. Right. So he's talking about head Norma. Probably. Unless he's just being really overly dramatic. But I think. Which he could be because we know that real Norma does, is worried that he did do something. So, I mean, it's like. He's getting it from both Normas. <laughs> so when when real Norma isn't doing it because she's at school or doing her own thing, then head Norma is doing it, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Well, who knows? We just don't know right now. We really don't. Right. It, like I've said, I feel like he doesn't remember these conversations we see with her. Right. He could because she's admitting killing and I would think if these are conscious thoughts and really thinking as her, he's going to be throwing that in her face when they fight. That right. You, that you told me you did it. Right. It's right. not. It's you, except it's subconsciously because he's like, I'm tired of the assumption that it's me because somewhere in a subconscious, he knows it's not him. It's her. Right. But I don't think that's made his consciousness yet. 
It's very interesting. It is. It's really interesting. I like it. And about the bad stuff, in season two finale, during the attempted suicide scene, he asks about what happened with his dad, and she does let him know he is the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. I know that Blair Watson, he believes that he killed Blair still. I think. Part of him does, at least. I think the conscious part still kind of thinks he might have done it. Right, but the because Norman it, thinks knows that his mom did it. Yeah, because he was still in a trance when he passed the lie detector test. Right. So conscious Norman still thinks he probably killed Miss Watson. He's not totally sure. But he's got to know he killed his dad. Because that was all conscious Norman hearing his real mom tell him that he did. He was just protecting her. But he knows he blacked out. And it happened when he blacked out. And the Mm -hmm. Blair thing. So he does have little moments where he's like I think you know this is scary so I think he really does look for the blackouts now and is scared of them but he's just confused it's really sad it is (laughs) it's an interesting thing anyway let's move on so Norman walks into the house and passes Norma on the stairs she says why are you glaring at me like that he ignores her and goes into his room she comes in and says it isn't okay She says he can't treat her like that. He says he was willing to take full responsibility for Miss Watson, and he says she wouldn't let him. He's talking about the scene where he tried to kill himself. He's like, I was willing to leave this world because of all of this, and you wouldn't let me. Right. Um, He says he stayed... Oh, he talked about it. (laughs) He says he stayed in this world for her, and now she is talking behind his back and treating him like he killed that girl. She says she doesn't think he killed anyone, and he screams, don't lie to me. He asks what game they are playing and freaks out and starts picking up his bed and slamming it down. He says he didn't kill anyone. He has gone over that night a thousand times, and he didn't do anything wrong. He tells her to leave. So, yeah, that was intense. So, on a very much smaller scale, I have a nine-year-old daughter (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, as all kids do sometimes she doesn't tell me everything about something that happened or homework she has um there there are just times where i have to interrogate her further and she knows i'm interrogating because i don't quite believe her and Mm -hmm. she that really does upset her on a much smaller scale than this (laughs) (laughs) and i know how that feeling is when you by someone that you trust and everything like your mom doesn't believe you and you are right. When you did not do anything wrong and someone is accusing you of it, that's a terrible feeling. Right. Oh, it totally is. It's There's nothing worse. Well, I'm sure there's other things. Where, it's really bad when you're being accused of something that you didn't do. Yeah. which and, is, it, and when it's really hard to convince that person accusing you, I didn't do this, you know, especially if you kind of have a past of doing it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So when you finally didn't do it, it is it's really an awful feeling. And is. so mm-hmm. this is the maddest I think we've ever seen Norman. And it kind of makes sense when you look at it that way. Right. I mean, it was it was intense. And I'm like, wow, this is new. That was my notes. 
this uncontrollable shaking anger is pretty new. But as far as everything that's happened in the show, this is the one thing that he's like, I've been fully conscious and <laughs> you don't believe me. And yeah, not believing you, especially from someone like your mom is, yeah. I Very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, typically if you are guilty of what they're accusing of, you probably don't get that angry. You, you probably finally admit, no. you know, so yeah, yeah, this was a pretty key, key scene in there in what's going on in Norman's, Norman's head, you know, like how, how awful it is to just, cause we know like, like we were talking just earlier, real Norma does kind of suspect him of killing her. And then, Probably head Norma is filling in when real Norma isn't. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably just constantly feeling like he is being accused because he's, yeah. And poor Norman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I heard from someone's tweet, I don't remember who's um, tweeted that night, that I think it was maybe Carrie Aaron's, that the slamming the bed was. Uh, impromptu by Freddie Highmore. Oh, wow. Cool. It was effective. It was. It was funny, too. It was a little, like, Hulk smash! It was. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was needed. He needed to do something like that rather than just yell and scream. It really intensified, you know. I don't know. I liked it. It just, it, it helped. It fit in with the tone of the show we Mm -hmm. get these intense moments that always have a little hilarity it's usually norma (laughs) right (laughs) so it was really fun having him have a little mother inside him (laughs) and not just in all the other ways we think of (laughs) i believe i tweeted that too but i said that her freakouts have a little more um panache grabbing the bed and slamming it on the floor <laughs> his was a little more hulky <laughs> mindless hulk smash <laughs> uh, so next we see Norman in the bathroom splashing water on his face suddenly Norma is there and she asks if he killed her so this is head Norma mm-hmm. he says to stop it she says she is just trying to help he says he can't remember if he did. It's all starting to blur. She reminds him of when he was trapped in the box and thought he was going to die. He started to remember everything, and she starts the water in the tub. He says, I thought you killed Miss Watson. She says, I did. She tells him he should get in the tub, put his head under the water, and hold his breath, and recreate how he felt in the box. And maybe he will remember killing Annika. And she takes his belt off. <laughs> <laughs> And really intimately takes I off know. his sweater. Okay, can we talk about his sweater for a second? Why is he wearing? I just thought it was so funny. He was wearing like a '60s husband, <laughs> relax around the house cardigan, <laughs> like a get me my pipe and slippers. Because <laughs> he's old man. He has his old man pajamas too. <laughs> we just haven't seen that all season. I was just thrilled. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, so 
I was happy to see that that was head Norma because we've seen this in like previews, the scene of her like really intimately taking off his sweater <laughs> and like sliding it around his butt. I was just really glad to see that that was head Norma and not Norma Norma. Yep. <laughs> the belty. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Here is a little public service announcement. There is never a time where a mother should be taking off her teenage son's belt. Don't do it. (laughs) Unless he's like a paraplegic or something. I was just going to say, unless he's special needs. (laughs) Then you get... It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, so he has a conversation with head Norma. And... This is something we could sit and break down forever. We don't have time. <laughs> but hopefully we can get back to this. I mean, I'm sure stuff like this will come up more. It's just really interesting to me. Because he was so sure in the bedroom that he didn't black out. And then when he gets into this little semi fugy kind of state, he says, it's all starting to blur. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like false memories or like this head Norma is implanting false memories. It's really strange. It is. It is. But I, I, I think it is just a case of how he said to Emma, if you're constantly being accused of it, you think you did do it. Right. And I think, yeah, that's they, what's they're tied somehow. It's, yeah. That it's, these are things are being implanted into his head, you know, cause I think he knows deep down inside that he killed Blair Watson. I really think he did. And I think him saying that Norma did it or thinking that his mom did it is just his way of denying it, you know? It's the way he could live with himself a little bit, but it's all under the subconscious right now. Right, right. So I just, I think that's just, he's saying that because that's what she's putting in his head, you know? It's interesting, though, that... She is prompting him to have another experience like that, like the box, because the box is when he discovered he killed Miss Watson. Right. He, like, remembered it clearly. Right. It's, I don't know. I just don't know I what's know. going on. Yeah. I like it. It's good. Oh, I love it. Uh, just so many questions I have. Okay. Do you want to move on? Yeah, I mean, maybe after this comes out and people listen, maybe we can, like, bring up the discussion on the Facebook group or something. Yeah, that would be good. You know? Yeah. Um, Okay, so Norman gets in the tub and goes under the water and starts having flashes of memories. I thought it was interesting that they, like, happened right away. Yeah. I don't think it was, it's not air deprivation, it's that sensory deprivation feeling, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, Annika is alive in all of them. There is a Miss Watson flash and one of Norma hitting someone on the head with something. Key Summers. Norma comes to the door and says she wants to talk. Norman doesn't answer her. She starts pounding on the door and screaming for him and finally kicks the door open. She pulls Norman out of the water. He's coughing and choking. Next, we see him in bed apologizing to Norma. She says she needs to go down to the close the office so she'll be back with some tea. He says, what if I did kill her mother? She's like, uh, I'll be back. I know. She, <laughs> she just ignores. <laughs> She's like, next question. <laughs> I said, I'll be back with some tea. <laughs> um, 
So you broke down. You watched it over and over and got all the flashes. Yeah. Okay, here is what I got. So, peeping on Annika through the bathroom window. Annika getting out of her car that night and going around the car and they smile at each other. Um, Taxidermying a sophisticated animal of undeterminate <laughs> genesis <laughs> species. <laughs> Norma and Annika smiling. Norma. Probably supposed to be Norman. Yeah, it's back. They're back in the car again. Mm-hmm. Norman and Annika smiling. Emma in her hot dress. Pearls. This is Norman time, Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> um, slit throat lunchroom, Miss Watson. Norma, Norman running home in the rain. Um, the dance night. Um, waking. Okay, there's some sort of like rush of water. I could not figure out what that was. It was like coming out of water breathless. And I don't know what that was going on there. Was that from the Uh, plunge when they're at the... No, it was closer. It was more like... Because the next one was Norman screaming in the box when it was raining on him. Hmm. It seemed more tied to that. Oh, okay. No. And then the real dead Miss Watson's face. Like the view we see at the end of last season, I think. Mm -hmm. Where she's lying in her lingerie with a slit throat on her bedroom floor. And then longer... Lingered Miss Watson in the hallway, which we saw last season when Norman has his box experience and he sees what was really going on. Like she comes out in her lingerie right. and okay. he goes into her bedroom. That scene. And then we see Emma in her hot dress. We see Norma killing his dad. That's kind okay. of what I took from it, that it was the same scene as... Um, Norman smashing him when he's beating on his mom, but it was Norma this time. Okay. We get Emma flash, Emma flash, Miss Watson flash, and then the slitting of Miss Watson's throat, which I, could be what Harold was talking about. I didn't notice who was holding the knife. It's so fast. I thought it was just the dream sequence of Norma doing it, Norman doing it, but it would make sense with how the whole thing went that it was Norma doing it. Mm-hmm. Because just changing all of the murder scenes to her. Right. Makes sense. Anyway, that's it. Interesting. See, it's interesting that in all of his flashes, Annika is alive. Yeah, there was nothing. I looked, and I really, the first couple times I watched it, I was just looking for some sort of flash that was like her death scene. And there's no. Well, and then, you know, at the end, we see her alive. Right. But there was no mystery girl. No mystery girl. The Emma flashes, do you think those are just comfort? Uh, like, why do you think? Well, it's, it's Emma in her hot dress. I think he had thoughts about her. Uh, and they're pervading all these weird gotcha. thoughts. And that's uh, not good for Emma. That's not good. <laughs> that's all I can think of is that they're like, okay, that was probably, I don't know, I'm a little scared for her. I think that was a mistake on her part. <laughs> She just put herself in the same images as Miss Watson in her lingerie, and that did not end well for Miss Watson. Interesting. Oh, boy. So, Norman was really naked in that tub, I'm thinking. Oh, I know. (laughs) Am I the only one that was thinking? I totally was thinking that the whole time. 
And then am I the only one that was thinking, so who put on Norman's dunglies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All those things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... So next we see Norma walking down the stairs crying. She goes into the office still crying. And like, is she praying? Yeah. So she says, she apologized to God. That's the only thing I can think of. She's like, I'm so sorry, God. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. What's she apologizing for? I don't know. What is she apologizing to God about? For thinking her son killed someone, or for Possibly. raising a son that could kill someone, or I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know. I really want to know what she was apologizing to God about. <laughs> and you know, on Twitter, the other, you know, Carrie and uh, Nor Nestor Carbonell. They were all, like, congratulating her on her choice of using the desk as, like, an altar to pray to God to. Hmm. So I guess that was her choice, too. Which was amazing. It It was was. amazing. But, yeah, it's just really interesting. I know. I wanted to see more and was actually kind of disappointed when a car pulled up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It wasn't long enough. I wanted more. Right. Right. So, yeah, so while she's doing that, a car pulls up. She goes outside and Annika gets out of the car. She falls, she's been shot or stabbed or something, and she hands Norma something and says to use it. It's important. And she goes unconscious. Norma runs into the office and calls 911 and looks at what Annika handed her, and it's a it's a flash drive. Dun-dun-dun. Flash drive. Yep. It's interesting. I know. <laughs> so, Okay. First of all, I was so happy to see how excited Norma was that she was alive. She's just I like, know. She's like, Annika, you're alive. <laughs> and that's got to be good for everything, even though she, like, dies right then. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, to totally get Norman off the hook. Mm-hmm. Although uh, there's still a, a dead girl. Right. Right. But they're so linked. The two dead girls are so linked. True. They know, they know Annika was one of the prostitutes, and they know this girl was. Right. They talked about it. So I think Norman's off the hook. I think he is, because if he's the one that did this to Annika, it would have been, what, like three days before? No way has she been walking around with a belly wound. Right. You know. Anyway, it, the thing she was saying... I don't know. I wish I would. I was like, should I write down the exact words? And I'm like, no, I'll remember. Of course I won't remember, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> of what Annika was saying? Yeah, because she said, like, she use said, this. Use this. It's important. I, I swear she even says, like, you and Norman, it's important or something. Yeah, but she says, use it to help you and Norman. Almost like, I don't know. It made me like, is it like a treasure map to, like, some buried money for them? <laughs> But <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not, but that's the way it sounded at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just the first time you heard her say it, um, it's got to be 
some sort of information on the club right. and what they do, right? Like video footage or something? Or... Something. Yeah. It's it's going – it just – it. It seems like it could possibly be something that they could use to blackmail these people, she thought. Although she just doesn't know them well enough. It's strange. It is. It is. Unless it has to do with, like, unless she knows Norman might be, who knows what's been going on with this girl for a few days. Right. And how she got her car. (laughs) What's going on there? That wasn't her Porsche. Oh, it wasn't? Uh-uh, I don't think oh, so. Oh, okay. Then that helps. Uh-uh. It looked like a sedan of some sort. So hmm. I, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, just, I don't was, think that was her Porsche. So, no, it looked brown. But in, Unless just these few days she's learned some things about maybe Norman's on the hook, so maybe this could help him get off the hook about deaths, her death and maybe, other people's like, death. I don't know. Maybe someone in the Arcanum Club knows that Norman killed Miss Watson and got off because of the polygraph, and they're they want to kill these girls and frame him, and this is proof that it's them or something. I don't know. I don't Hopefully, know. we find out next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet that even if Romero shows up tonight, he will. Um, She's not going to, before she gets a chance to look at it herself, she's not going to just say, let's take a look at this. Look what she handed me. No, I, I think <laughs> she's going to look at that alone. going to immediately look at it alone before. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So. Interesting. Nice ending. Mm-hmm. Do you have a what the bib? Oh, man, I didn't even. I know. I, Can I just what the bip shutter the belt? <laughs> yes. And the oh no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna what the bip the whole mom and naked Norman scenes we didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna what the bip Emma wearing that dress to work. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, and then I am giving it. Nine out of ten Volkswagens full of pot plants. <laughs> it lost. Give it nine out of ten pot plants. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> to me, it lost two points because of no chick. Ah, no chick. Yep. An episode is always going to lose instantly two points if he's not in it. <laughs> but then <laughs> it gained a point just with all the. I really like seeing more about what's going on in Norman's head and all that stuff. I thought we got a really good chunk of Norman head stuff. And I really, that's what this show is all about to me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess it lost points because we didn't get like a real good Norma. You know, we got some good ones, but we didn't get a real good one. But that's okay. Freddie took over this time. He, that's true. He had the tantrums and the the and it was what good. generally Norma does. So I liked it. It gained a point because of that. So nine out of ten. 
Yeah, I just give it 9 out of 10 because it was very enjoyable. Good things moved along, but I just I liked the Arcanum Club a little better. Gotcha. Okay. All right, well... Just for pure pleasure watching. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, hopefully we can uh, devote a little more time next week or some on the Facebook page. Sorry, we're, we are lucky that Emily has time to even record a podcast this week. Right. And get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So let's... uh, We can start the conversation again on Facebook if, if people want to talk about it more. So you can join our Facebook group at, it's at Yes Mother. Um, you can send in feedback to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is yesmothercast. And we'd love to hear from you. What do you guys think? Yep. It's good times and it's good discussion. It's um, so much interesting stuff. I look forward to all our discussions coming up. Me too. Me too. It's it's getting interesting. We're three episodes in and it's, this season is just hopping along. It's, I'm liking it. It's moving fast and, you know, episode three and we're seeing lots of crazy Norman head stuff and we've already seen a conversation with head Norma and... His confusion, I like his confusion, because that's, you know, I find it just very interesting. Yeah, it's, I can tell it's going really cool places. Yep. I'm excited. A disappointment I have is how much time Dylan's spending over in his little pot farm. I was so excited when the episode opened with him living with Norma and Norman, because I just love that dynamic and that interaction together all the time and we missed it last season i agree Um, so they got my hopes up really high and now he's just all about his little pot farm i the first time i went through this episode i was kind of disappointed that like dylan didn't walk in on one of their big fights you know what i mean like oh yeah like the one on the stairs where or something i i thought that would have been a nice thing to happen to have Dylan walk in and see what's going on so yeah so that's my wish for coming up same (laughs) I want to see some threesome interaction some Bates family (laughs) shenanigans yep (laughs) I agree (laughs) totally agree all right well next we are going to do a small little spoiler section and yeah, our spoilers are going to be revolving around the next time on Bates Motel clip. Yeah, just totally based on that. So we don't have any inside information or anything. So if you've seen that, you can just listen along because it's, you know, we don't know anything that no one, anyone else does, you know. Right. So, all right. Or if you want to skip it all together, then... We will talk to you next time. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Join us again. Come get a room. Got lots of rooms left at the bed and breakfast. We're going to have to think of some new names and things, but we'll be happy to do that. Yep. Just let us know what your pleasure is. (laughs) 
Yep, or if you can think of a name for one of the B&B rooms, send yeah. it to us. So. <laughs> In on the pot stuff and then became the sheriff. I don't know. We don't know anything about his backstory. Yep, I just got super distracted because I just heard two gunshots. I'm just going to go look out my window because scout school is just right across the street. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just give me a second. Okay, it was, um, there's a giant semi-truck across the other street, and they're unloading some big, huge slabs of metal. <laughs> oh, okay. Phew. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All's well in my neighborhood. Good. Hate to go worst case scenario, but I'm a mom. <laughs> Heck yeah, if you hear what sounds like gunshots and your daughter's school is across the street, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I the, was grabbing school, my <laughs> the school shooting thing has uh, been all too quiet lately. Yeah, really. <laughs> I was just like looking at my phone like, all right, be prepared, call 911. <laughs> 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 now, Em, if you have to go... Do you want to just record this angel one next week and just do the Buffy and Angel together with the, what we've been watching? Oh, we could do that, huh? Wanna do, no one's going to care if we don't put out an angel episode this week. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we can probably just discuss it fairly quickly. Or we can just discuss it quickly. It's up to you. You're the one that has a lot more I'm going I meant we could discuss it quickly on the next one. The next one. Why don't we just do that? Let's do that. That's a great idea. It didn't even cross my mind. You're already late to your thing. Yeah. And you've got, it's on Saturday. Today is Wednesday. You've got a yep. lot going on. <laughs> okay. So let's just, yeah, let's just record it next time with the intervention one. Cool. All right. So... A self-fulfilling prophecy of endless possibility can roll and rings across the screen in algebra, in algebra, defenses that you can't
the spoilers? Yes. Okay. So the next episode is called Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And the little blurb says, Romero looks into two strange deaths at White Pine Bay. Norma returns to school. That should have been in the persuasion. <laughs> I think they messed him up. I really think they messed him up because do you remember the last clip said that we see what Norman Norman's reaction to Emma and Norman getting together? Oh, yeah, because it does say Norman's relationship with Emma weakens his bond with Norma. I think yeah. they did. I think they're messed up because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, Norma should have returned to school in persuasion and the relationship with Emma weakens his bond with Norma probably is an unbreakable. Yep, so oh, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. And Romero looking into two strange deaths will happen because now there is two. Right. With Annika. So. so I'm watching it right now. It starts with Norma in his bathrobe that night, kind of weirdly, kind of trancy looking at the dead body. And, and then Romero asks Norma, like, what was wrong with Norman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she played stupid. Wrong with it? I don't have the sound, so I'm just trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Then, I think he tells him about her about he and Norman, but we don't really know. Then there's some shootouts with Dylan and Romero. There's guns and cars and shootings at Romero and Dylan. And I don't know quite what's going on there, if they're related at all. Right. Then we have Norman and a bird. Do you remember this stuff? I do remember seeing him. He's, like, down in his cellar, and he, like, lays his head down next to the bird. Right. Well, first of all, we see he and Emma kissing quite um, hot and heavy. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the bird. It's very strange. The look on his face. Mm-hmm is very strange and he kind of looks sad about the bird I'm not quite sure uh, it's very strange maybe the bird is a metaphor for Annika I don't know yeah or Emma <laughs> <laughs> and don't we see Norma shoot a gun yeah, we do. We also see Norman yelling really loudly and freakily with Dylan holding his hands behind his back, like right, trying to stop him from attacking somebody. Right. That's in the parking lot of the hotel. Then Romero and Norma talking again. I think that's when he tells her that, like, chaos seems to follow you <laughs> or swirl around you or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. You're right. (laughs) And then she shoots that shows her shooting and then talking to Dylan. And then one of the most interesting shots we have is Marcus Young. Yes. In his car getting slammed with something pretty brutally. Mm -hmm. Something like goes through his window. I don't know if it's a car accident. No, it's like he's in a garage. He's in a building in his car. And something comes swinging and busts through the window and hits him. So I don't know. It seems odd to kill him off right now. And I don't. They say preview of this episode, and it, 
it seems like most of it's in the episode, but then there's stuff just coming next, you know, coming up soon. Right, like maybe that's just coming up, not necessarily in episode four. Right. Then we we have also have a scene in Norma throwing something at her like full length mirror in her bedroom and breaking it. I don't know what's up with that. And then we see Norman and the bird again, but he's definitely in a trance. Right. Yep. I'm gonna see if there's talking. I'm gonna turn it up for that. Oh, is that Emma? Oh, I think that's Norm. I think that's Emma. Calling his name? Yeah, he's down in his fruit cellar holding the bird, and he's got his, like, I'm cuckoo nuts <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> I'm checked out, you know? Uh-huh. And em- I think it's Emma. She's putting her hand, like, frantically waving her hand in front of his face, like Norman. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. She's seen... Um, I guess she gets her first taste of crazy. Trancy Norman. Trancy Norman, yeah. She she knows about it because of uh, Cody. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cody tells her. Uh-huh. Interesting. I'm just wondering what all this gunfire play is. Me too. I, if this is all from next episode, it's going to be packed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder if, because Norma shoots the gun too. Do you think it's Caleb? That is all that makes sense to me is that it comes out. I don't know. Seeing Dylan again with his family and just because of the stuff with Emma, it just seems like. Caleb, man, he's just a weird guy. I can't figure him out. I know. He's There's no shame in his game, you know? Right. <laughs> this is what Rob would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to do something really stupid. I think he's going to be found out. I really think he's trying to con Dylan somehow. And that's not going to sit well with Norma. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more than con. I think it's an emotional thing, and I think that's what really gets to her. And right. he could possibly be the one that Norman's yelling at in the parking lot. Right, right. And I bet he's the one that she just... Ooh, that's probably when she breaks the mirror in her bedroom. Do you remember, like, in the other preview, that she is just... She goes off on somebody, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, ooh, is that Caleb or Romero? Like, right. Like, do this. How could you do this to us? I think it's Caleb. Do you think he's, like, getting some dirt and he's going to, like, blackmail? I think so. I really think he's up to no good. I, He's up to something. He is a very selfish, only thinks of himself guy. That's why I think none of this has anything to do with him trying to get close to Dylan as a son. I think that's all just a ruse. I I think he's just a bad, bad guy, and he will even take down his own family to get, to gain something, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just think he is just pure bad. 
<sighs> so I'm guessing all the screaming and yelling and trancey stuff and gunfire, I think it's all Caleb related. I think he's yeah, going to be Yeah, I do dude. too. Yep. And I hope she kills him. Because <laughs> I... I'd be just fine with that. Yeah. I don't want her to get in trouble again or anything, but... Yeah. I hope, she, you know, if she's going to be shooting and killing someone, it could be Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> she's shooting somebody. She is, and I, I'm not going to let my mind think it's Chick. Chick is not going to die in the next oh. <laughs> Nope. That didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that his name is Chick. <laughs> so, exciting stuff. Yeah, you know? just, I'm... More than any other year, I'm just like, oh, is it Monday yet? I'm really excited for these that are coming out. Me too. It's been a fun season, and it's shaping up well. It is shaping up very well. Yeah, they're really, I mean, the first one, yeah, for a season premiere, not so great, but it wasn't bad. Right. But, so I can't really complain at all uh-uh. about anything yet, so... I'm excited. Yep. All right. All right. Well, join us next time. We're going to sign off again. Yep. We'll see you or not over at Angel. Sue watches Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, all right. Well, until next time, chill your own ass. It's not weird. (laughs) It's not weird.